Hello, everyone. This is Evan here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast, Episode 5. No one can do this career alone. It is imperative that we find our support squad and most importantly, a mentor. A mentor, it's not only difficult to find someone who is willing, but to find someone that fits you, someone you click with, who is equally supportive and critical of you. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo! I am super excited and interested to learn more about building my support squad and finding a mentor. Having people in your court makes this career a little bit easier, and we all have to be our own number one fan, but our squad and mentor are the people who are there for you when you can't be. So here to help guide us through this tricky subject is our co-host. Welcome, Mariah. Thanks, Evan. As always, it's a pleasure to be here, and I'm super excited to talk about this subject. Speaking of a support squad, thanks for going caving with me this weekend. I (laughs) literally don't think I would have made it out without you. Yeah, so ice caves. Yes. It was pretty intense. I had no idea. In fact, there was one spot I was kind of going down first to test everything, and I couldn't see ahead of me, and there was literally a slide of ice. Did you just go down it? And I was like, what if there's like a deep, dark hole at the bottom of this? (laughs) So I tried to like hold on to rock and go down gradually just to make sure I wasn't going to die. But it was awesome. It was super awesome. And your kids made it. Yeah. You're a three-year-old. Yeah. I mean, they were crying (laughs) because... They were by the end of it. They were done. Every time we go hiking, the kids are crying. (laughs) But we all made it. Yeah, we did. And it was your birthday celebration. Yes. Which I really appreciated you guys coming with me. Oh, it was awesome. I love love those adventurous things. Yes, and other exciting news. We just looked right before we started, and we have 97 downloads. 97! (laughs) So we hope that by the time we're done recording this, we have 100. Yes, hopefully. So none of you will know that. (laughs) Because because... we won't be releasing this till next week. (laughs) (laughs) But exciting nonetheless. Yes. So, okay. So building a strong group of friends is, I guess, something that I've always been pretty good at. I have had multiple people come to me recently and ask how I'm able to build strong, lasting friendships with people. This is true. I have. (laughs) Yes. No, you really, you, you're so good at this. I, well, it's sort of bewildered. It's like a bewildering question to me because I've never really thought about that. The fact that I like make and keep good friendships. Um, But as more and more people like tell this to me. I've taken time to reflect on what I do and how I make and keep my support squad. And I have to say, Evan, you are definitely a huge part of my support squad. And it's not even that (laughs) you're shook. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. I mean, it's not even that you, you know, quote unquote, support me by telling me how amazing I am and, you know, the stereotypical things, but you are just yourself And you are super good at like in doing things on your own and supporting yourself and pushing yourself to be the best person that you can be. And just the way that you handle your own life 
and take control of whatever situation you're in, it really inspires me to do better in my own. Well, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I do. I really do try. I think that I guess one of my strengths is like I'm really go getter and I Mm -hmm. fight a lot. You are. But um, I'm glad to know that that's, you know, helpful for you. Yeah. That's kind of interesting, though, because. I mean, at first you said, like, I don't tell you you're amazing or something. And I was like, oh, no, do I never? No. So let me take this moment to no, say that oh you God. are amazing. I know you weren't fishing for a compliment. I know you weren't, but. I was. No, I'm <laughs> But there, like, must obviously be some different facets about what support looks like for. Yeah, there is. And I will say, you do tell me. You do say nice things about my voice to me. But for the most part, like, that is how you inspire me, is just the way that you live your life, oh, is good. what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, okay, so I think that you should have, like, a very diverse support group, and everyone's going to look slightly different. Sure. So depending on who you are and what you need, you're going to have different... Uh, different members of your support squad who are going to do different things for you. So, and I really never have truly ever thought about this until very recently, but my friends and my support squad fall into several different categories. I, I guess you could say categories. And I have the people who tell me all the things that I should tell myself, but don't. So these are the people who tell me how beautiful I am and how amazing of a singer I am. I am. And these people are very important, especially if you are a perfectionist. They're like, like I am. the ones who do the affirmations for you that you yes. should be doing for yes, yourself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Those positive affirmations that I'm like, this is dumb and not true. They, t- they say it to me. Oh, for me. Yeah, that's important. It is. It is really important. Um, so anyway, I don't tell myself things like this on a daily basis basis or really at all sometimes. And so those people are really important to have in my group. Um, so, but perhaps there are some people who don't need too many of those types of people because they are strong, independent artists. Um, but I definitely do need quite a few of them because I am terrible to myself. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard. It's a work in progress. Yeah, it is for sure. And I'm getting better because, good. you know, I talk to you <laughs> and, and the people on this podcast and it helps me. And have you done your morning pages? I did them one day. <gasps> That's <laughs> awesome. Week. Yeah. And then I, the past couple of days, I've just like woken up and rolled out of bed. Right. Well, life, I've but... actually skipped mine. Well, no, I think I did them again this morning, but the weekend I didn't really do. Mm. See, n- neither of us are, you know. Not perfect. We just kind of break the rules and do it yes. how we want to. Oh, that's my whole life. <laughs> um, I I mean, but then I also have friends who are like you. They're just doing their own thing in their own way, and they're excelling at it. And these are the friends who just really inspire me. And I think, well, if this person can do it, so can I. And these types of people are important to me because they aren't giving me just loads of compliments. They're showing me that every career is different and that mine will be unique yet great. Definitely. You definitely. Know? Yes. I have one friend in particular who I consider to be a part of this category of my support squad who is seriously out there doing things, living his best life. Um, And he is the type of person who tells it like it is. So I know that I'm getting the truth from him when it comes out of his mouth. And I really appreciate that because I can trust it. Yes, I definitely think that we all need friends like that because, well, you need someone who inspires you and someone who tells the truth, someone Mm -hmm. who 
can tell you, uh, you, like they can look you in the eyes and you know that they love you because yeah. they support you. And then they tell you that you screwed up Yeah, and it's okay <laughs> because they still yeah. have your back mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For real. So for example, this friend, his name is Aaron. He comes to like every single one of my voice lessons when he's in town and he will just be like sitting in the back of the room, throwing compliments at me the whole time. But then after the lesson, he will literally give me a list of critiques. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That can be hard. Yes. But it's always in a kind, but matter of fact manner. Sure. So one time I asked him why I couldn't resonate all the time like I like I was doing in my lessons. And he said, it's because your tongue is in the effing way. Just stop it. It's not that hard. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me. Um, but, it kind of is hard to get your I tongue know. out of the way. <laughs> it's super hard. Um, but I, you know, and so I just kind of like laughed and rolled my eyes. But then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? He's right in a way. Like. Just tell my tongue to get out of the way, you know? Sure. So since that lesson, which it's it's been about eight months, I've been working on letting my body know who is in charge and getting it to do what I want. So having someone who can <laughs> tell you that you screwed up. Yeah. I, you know, I've struggled with this. And of course, then my number one critic is, besides myself, is my wife. Yeah. Who's <laughs> super awesome. But oh, like, Hannah. we definitely have had... Like she came to a performance of mine and um, she like had to travel quite a ways. Mm. And um, she came to the performance and we were driving away and I was like excited to talk to her. I hadn't seen her in a couple of weeks because I was rehearsing and like, how was it? And she was like, honestly, it wasn't that great. (laughs) (laughs) And... You know, she's a dancer, and so she has, like, her own complete skill set of how my body looks and moves on the Mm -hmm. stage. And um, she knows a lot about acting, so it's always very helpful to have her critique, but it can be challenging. It can hurt a little bit. It really does. I mean, but yeah. But it's it's still helpful. And I'm I'm also the type of person who can easily take constructive criticism, but only if it is warranted. And if I ask for it. Right. So Aaron would never come up to me after my lesson and just tell me how he feels about my voice. He only does it when I ask for specific feedback. Oh, I hate when people do that. Oh, they give it unwarranted. Yes. Like they just come up to you and can I tell you something? No. (laughs) No, please don't. But you always say yes. Yes. And then you. Exactly. I've. uh, Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Um. So if Aaron ever gave me unsolicited advice, we would probably not be friends. Right. <laughs> but I think it's important to remember on all levels, if someone is giving you criticisms you didn't ask for, they're probably not a good person to have in your squad. Right. And so you get to choose. You get to choose. Who's that's, in your squad. That's wow. the coolest part. That's powerful. Yeah. And you get to choose. I think that's important because you get to choose who gets to have like – what comments from certain people get to have like the most weight in your mind space in your right. mental mind space? Right. I think I remember Brene Brown. Oh, Brene. She's, you know, said like your inner circle of like your mm-hmm. most trusted people. It should probably, I don't remember the exact number, but I think she was saying only like two or three people yeah. in your whole life that are so trusted that right. you listen to everything that they say. Yes. And they're, and uh, you know, your vocal circle will be different than your life circle. 
Yes. But yes, it will be. I think it's kind of the same concept. You probably don't need too many cooks in your kitchen. Exactly. No, that's exactly true. Wow. And I think I, I'm going to talk about this in a little bit, but I have like a very select group of people who I do give like lots of weight to. And then I have a larger circle from that little inner circle of people who I, I trust and support me and they're still in my squad, but they're not in that inner circle. Yes. Yes. Yep. Definitely. So, yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't, if, <laughs> if someone is giving you unsolicited advice, it doesn't mean you can't be friends, but you don't, like I said, you don't need to give much weight to what they are saying. Hard. So, I mean, for example, I had a friend who came up to me after a performance of which I had sung very well, by the way. I'm sure. <laughs> and he asked me if he could give me some advice. And I really should have said no, but my curiosity got the better of me. And he literally said, you should really put your hair back. I couldn't see your eyes. And I know you were such an expressive actress that I missed out on seeing that. Oh. And I was <laughs> like, that is such a backhanded compliment, right. first of all. Like, which is not okay with me. Right. Critique I mean, because then you... Or compliment me. Right. You feel like... What well, you weren't prepared and you didn't like get yourself ready to be on mm -hmm. stage. But you saying nicely, I just wish I could have. Right. You know. And it makes, yeah. I mean, the person who's giving the backhanded compliment, I feel like they're saying something that is not appropriate, not okay, but they feel like it is okay because they complimented you. You know? Ugh. That's toxic. Right. That's not okay. So, anyway. What he didn't know was that I was well aware that my hair was in my eyes, and he didn't know that my hair had fallen out of its usually well-clipped place. And to be perfectly honest, he knew that I usually did have my hair out of my face because he saw me perform all the time. So I don't know why he really decided to tell me that. I just wanted something to say, I guess. And so that's where I was kind of like, I'm not going to give any weight to what you've right. said. I'm not going to, like, I could have been super offended by it, but I'm just not, I'm not even going to think about how dumb that right <laughs> that well, are there was. times where someone might say something that's true but it's not really important to you like you could still put it on the back burner and say sure you know that's true but maybe it's not for me right now or yeah exactly if you were not ready to take a certain critique yet if it's too heavy if you have too much on your plate right. mentally then yeah go ahead and put it aside and maybe you'll come back to it later okay absolutely um so yeah. are there ever times when unsolicited unsolicited feedback is okay? Um, yes. I mean, first I would say that you're going to have to deal with a lot of unsolicited feedback in your career, <laughs> like we just talked about. And so it's important to know that, I mean, like I said, that you are giving, you have the power to give that feedback any place in your heart or mental space. That is up to you. Right. You own it. Exactly. Um, and if it isn't important, throw it out. Or if it's helpful, even if it hurts, allow yourself permission to change without it, like, destroying who you are. Right. Right. Where I do think it is important to allow unsolicited feedback is from a very small group of your support squad where their feedback is always welcome. So this is that inner circle I was just talking about. Right. So this includes, for me, my teacher and mentor – and my best friend. So these people always have permission to tell me their thoughts and feelings on how things are going. And I will always, always take them into consideration. 
So, I mean, if I had gone into my teacher's office and she had told me that I needed to pull my hair out out of my eyes, that would have been perfectly fine and appropriate. (laughs) Right. And I would have simply explained it was an accident and I would make sure to use more hairspray next time. And that would have been the end of it. Right. So how, how did you go about selecting these people? And, um, like, do you always listen to this group of people? Do I always do exactly what they're telling me to do? Right. First answer. How did you select this group of people? Um, so I think it came from learning who I could trust. Right. So, I mean, I have that outer circle of my support squad and I just learned who I could trust the most in that circle. Over and time. Over you time. Know, you have a lot of experiences mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And I learned who gave me the best feedback. Right. And who probably who was helping you get to where you wanted to Exactly. Be. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then do you always listen to everything these, this inner group says? No, okay. not always, <laughs> especially not my best friend. Sorry, Jake. Um, <laughs> especially because Jake and I have very different views on things because, well, he's a Slytherin and I'm a Gryffindor. So like, but didn't Jake, like, didn't he get you a ring and propose? Yeah. Well, he got me literally a rainbow gem ring oh that's good <laughs> so cute um but it was over the phone so i had to say no oh right okay. yeah <laughs> so you don't always listen to everything jake says and but. no <laughs> no again sorry jake yeah i don't always listen to what jake says and actually jake tells me all the time that i'm one of the only people who will listen to what he has to say and then right off the bat just be like mm, no <laughs> <laughs> and so our respect goes both ways right So how do you feel you have built this respect between you and your little team? So I'm a very giving personality. And Mm -hmm. so I naturally give a lot. And what I give is mostly emotional support to my friends. I'm an understanding person who loves to spend quality time with people. And for my teacher and mentor, when I'm in a lesson, I'm there and nothing else really matters. Right. I give a hundred percent my lessons. And when I walk into a lesson, I'm ready to try weird things and make mistakes, which I think a lot of voice teachers appreciate and that's what they really <laughs> like about me because I'm right. an, I'm a natural born learner and they love that I'll do whatever I ask them to. And do you always implement hundred percent of what your teacher tells you to do? Or do you, you know, I mean, we've taken lessons from so many people. Yeah. We're trying to build a solid technique. Do you feel like with your current teacher, it's a hundred percent with or? my current teacher? It's a one hundred hundred and like 10 percent wow because i really trust her right she's honestly one of the only people in the world that i trust wholeheartedly like that i've worked with a lot of people in the industry and i do what they ask me to do in lessons but i don't necessarily keep all of their suggestions right sure you can't it's not possible no absolutely (laughs) absolutely not they want you to do different things but i i do remember early on when i started working with my current teacher she was preparing me for a really big competition And I wanted so badly to offer my 20th century aria, I Want Magic, because I thought I was magical when I sang it. Um, And because I had won several prizes with that aria and felt very, very comfortable in it. Mm -hmm. But after her, like, hearing me sing all of my arias, she liked my French the best. And even though I was new to working with her, I made the decision that I would take her advice. And again, because I felt like I could trust her, I don't regret that decision. That's great. Yeah. And I think that in some kind of way, it surprised her that I would go ahead and make that switch, even though I barely knew her and we hadn't been working together for very long. And did this influence your relationship with her? Yes. 
I think so. I mean, I can't speak for her, but I think that and other things, um, it's not just one decision that is going to make someone trust you. It's a buildup of multiple moments like that. But I definitely think that in many ways you have to show up and prove to your teacher and mentor how serious you are about things. Okay. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, okay. So let's talk about Christine Szynski for a second, who was our undergrad teacher for both of us. Yes. And Chris was a brilliant soprano who had an amazing career in Europe and who was an excellent teacher. I mean, best of the best. Yeah, pedagogue. Yes. And I attribute my vocal technique to her. I really do. And I don't keep everything she taught me because I branched out and worked with new people, just as you have. Yeah. But my voice would not be what it is without her. But you really considered Chris to be your mentor before she passed away, right? Oh, definitely. And like I still... You know, I've got pictures of her up on my mm-hmm. wall. And Your shrine of Chris that I love. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like I, when I practice, I think about her like every day mm. because she was a mentor, not yeah. just. And, you know, technically I've I've gone and I do completely different things yeah. in a lot of ways yeah. because I've had to grow and adapt. But like she was my rock. In fact, today... I was like really struggling vocally when I was practicing and I was searching for something on my computer and happened to find a recommendation letter that she wrote for oh. me. She sent it to me 15 days before she died. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I was just like, so she's still a super important part of my like life. You need to like print that out. I know. I need, I need it like in my permanent records. Yes. Yeah. So that's really definitely, sweet. you know, mentor she was my teacher but like you know a real mentor even when I went away to grad school and things like she was still there but um I mean so I think of how many people Chris mentored right and I've realized that she was not a mentor to me oh okay even though I loved her and she was my teacher and like I said gave me my vocal technique but she was just my teacher that's all she did for me. And she pushed me and she pushed me and she taught me how to be a vocalist, but she didn't do much in the way of teaching me and preparing me for a life as a performing artist. That's so interesting because I think up until now, I always thought that your mentor was your teacher. Yeah. And, you know, I've kind of been struggling forming my inner circle mm-hmm. and um, and so that's kind of tricky. So I guess what I'm now thinking is that your teacher and mentor can be totally different people. Yeah, they can be. Absolutely. Wow. It does not have to be your voice teacher. That could be a game changer. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, so why do you think that um, she wasn't really your mentor? Well, I think it's probably because she didn't realize how serious about the career I was. Okay. And Chris, like every person in the world, is only human. And they only have the mental and physical capacity to take on so many people to truly mentor them. Oh, sure. And Chris is amazing and helped me in so many ways. But she just wasn't my mentor. And I would learn over the next several years of my life just how hard I had to prove to people that I was serious and that I was in this career for the long haul. And how did you do that? Well... Honestly, as a woman, I feel like I have to jump over a couple more hurdles sometimes. Right. And I get I get so many people who ask me, like, when I first start working with them, if I want a family. Really? Yeah. I'll actually, like, every single male I've ever worked with has asked really? me that. Really? Mm-hmm. That's like, I mean, we're not getting into politics. But right. The Senate review. 
for the Senate interrogation. <laughs> inter- what is it? <laughs> Of the Supreme Court justice, and yeah. all of them were asking her the most exactly. ridiculous questions. Yeah. Wow. And you feel like it's a joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's so real. Yeah. So, I mean, the real answer to that question is, I don't know, maybe someday. But to the people that I've said that to, they take that as, yes, I do, and I'm going to quit singing the moment I find a rich husband. <laughs> wow. So I've learned to say instead, nope, not even on my radar, I hate children. Wow. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah, because otherwise they really just don't take me seriously. Right. And I have I've actually had some of my own students be like, "Can I do this career with children?" And I'm like, "Yes." Right. Yes, right. you can. Look at Rachel Will Sorensen. Yeah. Look at Erin Morley. Look at all of right. these women who have humongous yeah. careers or regional careers with a family. Yeah. It's possible. I even wonder about that myself. You yes. Know, it's I have, stressful. Yes. I also have a friend who is a tenor who has a wife and two children, and he gets like the same sort of, like people are weird about it. Right. About having a family. So I just, because I don't have a family, I've just kind of picked the battle of pretending like I don't want one, which I really, at this point in my life, I don't. Right. I don't want one. But do I want maybe a Like kid? you don't want to make your whole life decisions right now about exactly. everything that you will or will not have. And I like just to please a teacher. Exactly. Exactly. Right. But yeah. So anyway, um, besides that, I say yes to a lot of little things that my teacher asks me to do, like presenting a different aria than I want to. And I think that that what really sealed the deal with me with my current teacher is she invited me to come study with her one summer. And so I just packed up all my stuff and I moved across the entire country and studied with her three times a week. Right. Exactly. And I think that's when she was like, oh, okay, she's willing to put in the work, so I don't mind doing the same for her. So I want to talk about how you found your mentor, because like I said, I don't know that I have my mentor right now that I need. Yeah. And maybe other singers out there are looking for their mentors. Right. And of course, all of our journey will look different, but let's hear a little bit about yours. Okay. After you take a gulp. (laughs) A giant sip of water. Okay. So I, for this, I'm sorry to say I don't have a clear answer for everyone because I basically stumbled into my current teacher and the teacher I worked with during my master's, both of which have had an incomparable effect on my life. Um, I also was basically, I, it was luck. It was chance. And so for my master's teacher, the current coach who was at the university of Nevada, Las Vegas heard me singing on a recital and reached out to me and said, you have an audition next Wednesday at noon and you'll be studying with Dr. Anderson next year. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, Oh. (laughs) And like, she instantly became on your inner circle. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I do love her. And she helped me with a lot of things actually. But the best thing she did for me was give me to Dr. Anderson, basically, who is just a national treasure. He is the world's greatest grandpa. But he took me on and invested a lot into me without me even asking, which uh, is not normal. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in fact, he's the person who introduced me to my current teacher. Wow. Okay. So I want to hear about um, your current teacher and mentor, but... Um, before that, I just have to say, you said this was luck, but that's not really. You know, I think that's how it works. Yeah, it you is. You go out and you're singing, you make yourself available mm-hmm. and and yeah. the right people come to you. Yeah. You, or you meet somebody yes. who meet who 
introduces you to somebody else, right? It's just a chain of events. Okay. So So now I want to talk about your current teacher and you said that you consider her to be your mentor as well. Yes. So I, I mean, again, I don't know how I am so lucky to have her, but Dr. Anderson introduced me to Angela by putting me on a masterclass that she was giving at the university. Angela Mead. Angela Mead. The very, the very one. And I then had the opportunity to meet with her for about an hour after that masterclass where I really felt like she would be a good fit for me in the future as a teacher. And how did that work out? What did you start working with her consistently? Well, so I feel like the next step I took was the most important of all of them. And it was also the scariest. So I asked her out to coffee. See, you said this was all luck. (laughs) Well, she could have said no. (laughs) I know, but like, that's pretty cool. Well, yes. But I had a lot of people pushing me to ask her out to coffee. Actually, right. the guy who told me to get my hair out of my face, i he's not all bad. Right. <laughs> he pushed me to, you know, ask Angela well, out to see, coffee. Well, see, that's like the support system. Like, we exactly. tend to say, like, well, I wouldn't have done it unless someone else told me yeah. to. But it's like, we should have a support system. Exactly. And when we listen to them, good things happen. Yeah. It was really quite just the kind of person that I am. It was quite difficult for me to ask this brilliant and amazing superstar out to coffee. Right. But um, I had just noticed that I was going to conveniently be in New York on vacation with a friend at that same time that she was singing Donanna at the Met. And so we Facebooked her professional Facebook page and said, don't know if you remember us, (laughs) but we'd love to go out to coffee while we're in town. And I really, I didn't expect a reply back, like nothing. But a few days later, she said, sure, does Tuesday at three work? And it blew my mind. Oh my gosh, that is the coolest. So we ended up going out to lunch with her and stayed for several hours just talking and getting to know each other. And um, I guess from there, I would reach out to her whenever I had a big competition or audition and ask if I could get a lesson from her. So I ended up traveling a lot to her because she's always somewhere different. She's, you know, every two months she's at a different house. But um, then eventually she said, why don't you come study with me this summer? Cool. And I've basically done that every year since. I've, I go out and spend a couple of weeks with her and schedule daily lessons. So that's like a perfect example of someone who came into your life through your efforts and luck or whatever mm-hmm. and changed your life for the better. But have you had mentor positions that have not been good for you? Yes. Definitely, actually. I want to hear about it. So I think it's really important to reach out as reach out to as many people as possible to work with them because that's just good networking skills. Right. And, you know, the more the merrier in your support squad. But so I mostly reach out only to people who are recommended to me. And the uh, through that, I usually find those gems of people who are wonderful coaches and supportive to me. But occasionally I run into the wrong people. Right. That, we all do. Yeah. The greatest example to me of this was right after I graduated with my master's degree and I had gone to a former dramatic mezzo and her husband to work with who were wonderful people. And I still absolutely love them, but they, they didn't really like my voice. They kind of hated it. actually. (laughs) (laughs) And at that time, like I also was mentally not in a good place and also kind of hated my voice. And so that's a toxic combo. mm, Yeah. mm -hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I was doing really good things, but these people were of the mindset that you should only sing Mozart until you're 40, <laughs> apparently. And they wanted me to sing straight tone on everything. Right. 
Do you have those people? <laughs> um, yes. I had a very toxic coach once Oof. that it was like everything was softer, 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 yeah. straight tone, straight tone, straight tone. And, um, but it wasn't just that, like he was a toxic personality mm. that would like belittle you and, Ugh. you know, not good, no, not good no, people. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I was kind of, I guess at this time in my life, desperate for praise. So I did what they asked mm. me to. And this is where you really have to be careful. Right. So I just come out of a period of time where I hated my vibrato. And even though I had fixed it and was in a good place vocally for the past six months, I was still very self-conscious about it. So I told myself, okay, I'm going to do what they asked me to do. And if I don't like it, I'll just stop singing that way. And I kept saying that until it was too late and I was singing super whack and I couldn't fix it on my own. Right. So <laughs> after about two months of working with them, I basically had to say, I love you guys, but I don't think this is working. Right. And Which was, is hard. Yeah, it was super hard, hard. Because, especially because I'm a people pleaser. Right. Like to my core. So I worked on my voice for several months trying to get it back into shape. And then I finally had some time and not to mention the money of taking voice lessons to go out, travel out and see Angela for a few weeks again. And when, <laughs> when I first sang for her, she was like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> yep. I've been there before too. <laughs> yeah. But because she's brilliant, we were able to fix it basically by the end of that right. first lesson with her. Right. But she, she seriously scolded me for singing straight tone. And I had to promise her I would never, ever do that. Again. <laughs> and I really have learned from that mistake. Like, S- I don't do that anymore. Do you feel like your mentors or your voice teachers have ever made you feel bad about, you know, like that belittling that we were talking about? Mm. This, I think, is the most important aspect of a mentor, and it's also the most difficult to find. Both Dr. Anderson and Angela have had to pull me aside and give me some life lessons, some scoldings, like I just said, but never have they once made me feel bad about myself. Okay, yeah. They've been very real with me, but they do so in a way that lets me know that they not only care about me, which that is difficult to discern as well, because someone can say, I care about you. You need to do they this. They can be it, manipulating. Exactly. Well, and doesn't this come from you already having built that trust with them over yeah. time? You know mm-hmm. how they feel about you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So one thing that I really appreciate that they do and that makes it okay for them to, you know, have these like serious scoldings with me is that when they're doing this, they tell me that I am capable of doing what it is they're asking of me. Okay. So. You know that they support you. So can you give us some specific experiences with them? Sure. Um, So I once auditioned for a young artist program where Angela knew some of the faculty members at the program. And I had had what I thought was a good audition with them the the previous year. Okay. But I wasn't even given a callback. And so the next year I auditioned again. And a couple of weeks she pulled me, or a couple of weeks before the audition, she pulled me aside to tell me that she had gotten some feedback as to why they hadn't advanced me the last year. And she was quite surprised that the reason I hadn't advanced was because I had pitch issues, which... <laughs> she, it's surprising. It's surprising because, well, it wasn't surprising to me, but it was surprising to her because I don't have pitch issues in our lessons. Right, right. Okay. And so she wanted to know why I was being so freaking dumb in my auditions and having pitch right. issues. So I told her that I get really bad nerves and that just kills my breath support and doesn't allow me to be fully in control of my sound. And she gave me a very long lecture about how I cannot 
allow that to happen. And she could have just berated me and told me I won't be successful unless I fix it. But instead, she encouraged me to not give uh, an F. (laughs) She told me that I am a really good singer and that she didn't want something like this to get in the way of me having a career. Okay, so instead of telling you what not to do, she was... You know, she was kind, listening, told mm-hmm. told it to you straight. But, you know, she told you that you were capable, that you could yeah. get things under control. Yeah, that I could do this if I was able to get this thing out of the way. Wow. So what are some other things that are important as you're seeking for a mentor? I'm, I mean, like I said, I need this. <laughs> we got we to gotta talk straight. I'm yes. looking for a mentor. Anyone? Any mentors out there? <laughs> So, okay, so something else that I think is important, and I think I've alluded to this a little bit, is to not let your teacher mentor have so much control over yourself. So in the beginning, I gave Angela, and this is not her fault, let me say, (laughs) this is all me. I gave Angela so much mental control over me that I would have anxiety attacks every time I messaged her. Or any time I didn't get an audition or do well at a competition. Right. I was so... So damn afraid. Because you're a people pleaser. (laughs) Exactly. I was just afraid that if I did one thing wrong or didn't live up to her expectations, she would drop me. And I have to say, if someone is going to be like that to you, you do not want them as a mentor. No. No. Nor do they belong in your support squad at all. But I'm a highly anxious person in general, which we're going to learn more about when we talk about performance anxiety in a few more episodes. So I was just scared out of my mind that she wouldn't want to work with me anymore anytime I did something that wasn't up to my own expectations. Right. You know, putting your expectations in on her someone eyes. else. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Angela. But every time she would respond in a kind and gracious manner, and she usually even berated the other person for not hiring me, you know, right. which made me feel much better about myself. And so I learned that I could really trust her with my thoughts and emotions. So just um, to wrap things up, we have a question submitted to us by a listener, and we wanted to have you answer it, Mariah. Okay, sick. Let's go. So this question comes from Amara, and she asks, what is the difference between a teacher and a mentor, and what sorts of things would I ask them or need them for? That's a good question. I'm like perfect for what we're talking about. Yeah, actually. So my mentor just happens to also be my teacher. We talked about that, but it doesn't necessarily need to be so. It can be a coach. It can be your manager or a past voice teacher, anyone who has some like knowledge in the field and is ready to support you to become the best you can be. Right. I used to think that I needed to find someone who was just going to like hand me off to companies and say, hire her. Because I felt like that was what I needed. Like, I felt like I didn't have the power to go and get things myself. Right. I mean, it'd be nice, but... Exactly. Think of... I don't know. You just appreciate it so much and you gain so many skills. Mm-hmm. And you realize how capable you really are. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, but really, a mentor should let you do a lot of the grunt work yourself. And they should be there to answer your questions and go to bat for you if you need it. But they... You don't want them necessarily entwined into every aspect of your career because then you might, they might have too much control over you. Right. You know, you want to always stay independent. How do you feel about that, Evan? I, I think it can be tricky because when you're a young singer, you don't know anything yeah. about your the career yet. And you do need people to give you input. Mm-hmm. But you can get taken advantage of, exactly. you know, and it can be very confusing. So um, I think 
it is helpful. I mean, you need a technique teacher yep. and eventually you need a coach and mm-hmm. you're going to have directors and conductors and all, but you need to have maybe other people that are your friends that don't really have a hand in your life that you can be listening to. Yeah. They can help you to know if you're in a healthy you know, situation or not. And then as you go along, you've got to eventually start trusting yourself. Yes. And, um, like taking as many things into your hands Mm -hmm. as you can, because you can. Yep. You are capable. You have the power to do that. Yeah. And I know some of y'all don't think that you can, but you can. I, I mean, I used to think that I was not capable of doing anything and I just needed somebody to hand something to me, but that I'm learning that is not the case. Exactly. Thank you so much for sharing this information with us, Mariah. You're welcome. All of our friends out in the audience, all 97 of you, <laughs> we want you Hopefully to know. Hopefully 100 now. <laughs> Hopefully 100. <laughs> we want you to know that you are the only one who's in charge of your life. You are powerful and your support squad is there to help you. And if you don't have a support squad, then... We're here. We are here here for you. (laughs) Well, I mean, I've heard over and over that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Oh, dear. So if you're, you know, if you're choosing strong people around you, Mm -hmm. independent people who build you up, who Mm -hmm. give you compliments when you need them, but push you. And if we are part of that five people, your support squad, we just want you to know that you are capable of doing great things. So make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review. And if you found this episode helpful, then it will continue to, you know, help other people if we can give them good quality material. And there is much more to come. We don't want you to miss our episode with the fabulous Angela Mead. Yes. And many others that we're excited to announce in the future. So just remember, stop waiting in the wings. Take the stage, my friends, and keep singing. In In Boca Lupo. Lupo.